We believe that we all have a true voice within, one that when accessed allows us to live a life of true happiness and fulfillment. Through conversations and shared experiences, we'll help you discover the key to achieving this freedom and understand who you are at a deeper level. We'll assess not only how we are unique and powerful, but also integrate why by enhancing your life and giving that inner voice the strength you need to succeed. Welcome to Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice with your hosts, Mandy Keene and Mike Ryan. Okay, let's talk about this next one. I believe we can all relate to this one, no matter who you are. The old way, vulnerability is weakness. When, when I hear the term vulnerability, something that we've learned from the ver- vulnerability expert, Brene Brown, vulnerability d- doesn't just mean like crying or even being upset. Another word for vulnerability is being real. We live in a culture where many times it's not safe to be authentic and real and vulnerable. And that is what makes it so hard for us to be vulnerable. And I know that for myself, you know, being in the self-help environment, you would think you would maybe guess that it would be the type of environment that would support vulnerability, that would nurture vulnerability. But I remember being a coach, this was about 22 years ago, And I remember very clearly that I was in an environment that I could not show sadness. I couldn't even show frustration. I remember another coach friend of mine showing some authentic frustration. He was being vulnerable and how he got shamed and he got accused for being ungrateful because he was frustrated about something. And so it's really confusing when we're getting these messages from our work, from our environment, from our culture, that vulnerability is weakness. It's, it's, it's usually not praised. And this is like, I'm talking about the time before Brene Brown. I mean, Brene Brown brought the value of vulnerability to our, our Western culture, but it's still This old way of vulnerability is weakness. Like most people still don't feel safe to be vulnerable, do they? Well, and we think about how we were raised. Like this shows up in in families a lot, especially in men. You know, as as men, a lot of us were raised that we can't cry, right? That we can't show emotion, that 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 is weak, right? And and if you weren't raised with that in your family, then you definitely got it from the other boys at school. Right. If you were to cry or show up, show upset um, or anything that is not strong. Right. Men have to be strong. They can't be weak. Right. And you look at what that has caused. You know, I just saw it show up in one of our most favorite recent movies, Rocket Man. You know, when Elton John's dad would not show him that love. Right. Or intimacy. He considered that weak. Like he wouldn't even hug him. Right. Oh, you know, it just like if you guys haven't seen Rocket Man, it's one of our favorite movies. You got to see it. It's so good. It just ripped my heart out when I watched the scene where he was a little boy waiting up for his dad to like say goodnight to him and how he didn't even want to go and kiss him and say goodnight and how much pain that caused him as a little boy. But you look at his father and the movie doesn't show the father's backstory, but he was the the typical stoic 
very repressed man. And, you know, something that we've learned from the vulnerability expert, Brene Brown, again, you know, she talks about why is vulnerability important? Vulnerability is important because vulnerability creates connection, creates intimacy. And when we have an experience, that intimacy and that connection, guess what? We feel alive. We feel happiness. We feel joy. When we cut ourselves off from that, we don't feel it. We don't feel, we lack it. And, you know, our belief is one of the reasons why so many people, especially in the Western culture, are chronically depressed and anxious is because we've created a society that makes it really hard to be vulnerable and very easy to numb vulnerability. And if we started to shift our focus and shift our perception from vulnerability as weakness, the old way, to the new way, vulnerability is not only strength, vulnerability is our lifeline to joy. Vulnerability is the pathway to being liberated from much of the suffering that we use alcohol, drugs, medication, food to try and numb, 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 numb. We wouldn't have to numb, 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 numb if we gave ourselves permission and we had a safe place to be real, a safe place to say, hey, I'm upset, a safe place to be like, I'm really bummed, I'm sad, safe place just to be real of what's going on and to have a safe place for other people to stand with us in our vulnerability and actually cheer us on versus shaming it. You know, we are human beings. We were designed to help each other, to live together and to help each other through hard times. You look at, we lived in tribes for thousands and thousands of years, and we were not isolated. Today, we're so isolated. And when we're not isolated, we're being fake a lot of the times. How many times, I know this happened to me, how many times have you, let's say, been upset and you see a friend and you start to talk to them and you think that you can share, but you notice that they close up, right? Or they don't like it, uh, or they're uncomfortable. They get they very start looking away. You you yeah. lost, you lost eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or getting very little short answers, or you know, like changing the subject, or saying something like, "Well, it'll all be fine," or you know, sometimes you just got to suck it up, right? Yeah, <laughs> or things like that. Like, and and so what happens when we're trying to share that vulnerability and it doesn't get accepted like that is we actually feel hurt. Like it's do. It's, it's hurtful and it causes trauma. And so you look back at your relationships in life and and I'm not trying to, you know, call out friendships and relationships. What I'm saying here is look at our culture. Look at the way our culture is designed. Uh, it's just not cool to talk about, you know, your your problems or your sadness or your frustration or your anger. And to be, you know, kind of on the other person's side, the other person that necessarily can't take it, chances are they're going through their own stuff, right? And and it's too much for them to take on. So we really need to create an environment where it's it's safe um, to to be there for each other, to be vulnerable with each other, to hear each other. Because what is what is vulnerability? You know, when when you're vulnerable with someone and they they listen to you and they're there for you and they show you the only thing they need to show you in that moment, which is compassion and empathy. Then what is that? That's love, 
right? We are, we are loving each other when we do that. And although we don't know it, when we're not doing that, we're not loving. And, and love is really the answer to joy and happiness and fulfillment. So when we're not vulnerable or we don't allow other people to be vulnerable with us, we're really cutting off love. That's why it's so destructive. Oh, I love how you say we're cutting off love. And you just, you triggered a memory, friend, of when you were there for me. Before I share that, I just want to touch on something that I believe so powerful to acknowledge. And that is, I find that the people who are more comfortable with their pain, they tend to be more comfortable with your pain. And mm. I find like I'm recalling some family members who I know better to be really vulnerable with them because they, you know, they do like what you just said, they'll look away, they'll change the topic, they'll say, Oh, it'll be okay. They they say some like slogans, you know, that they just, you know, it, it's going to be okay. Hey, do you want some tea? Or do you want some of this? Like, let's change the topic. And I know that it's because they are not comfortable with their own pain. The more comfortable you get with your pain and sitting with your pain, the better you're going to be as a friend, as a mother, as a father, as a sister, brother, to be there for other people's pain. And you know what? Sometimes we're better at it than others. Like sometimes with you and I, friend, I know you and I both have had times where we're rock stars with each other. We're so good. You could be like a storm of just emotion and, and, and I can be your rock and vice versa. And then there's other times where we're not in the best place. So it's not that it's 100% consistent with each human being. It's also the place we're in. But I, I want to share a quick story of, uh, when I was in an abusive relationship and I knew it, but I was so scared to leave. And I remember you and I went to lunch at Whole Foods. And I vividly remember sitting at the bar stool of Whole Foods and being so scared to be vulnerable with you because I knew I was in an abusive relationship. I knew I needed to get out. And I just remember how compassionate you were with me. And I knew you didn't like who I was dating. And I knew there was a part of you that just wanted to say, leave. But instead of judging me for being in this relationship, instead of trying to force me to leave, you're like, well, you know, what do you want? And, and I don't remember everything that you said, but I do remember being surprised at how nice you were when I was opening up some of the ugliness. And then I loved how you were like, well, you know, Hey, how about we just look at an apartment? Like, you know, it's okay. You don't, if you decide not to do it, I'm still going to be your friend. I'm still going to be there for you. Like, it wasn't like you've got to leave him and you've got to get this apartment. You were so kind and compassionate. And I look back on that. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was leave that relationship. It was very, very vulnerable of me to open up to even you about it. It was, it was vulnerable for me to even open up to myself about the reality of the situation. And it really helped to have that kindness and that compassion. And I think if we share more stories like that, like I wouldn't have left him had I not had a good friend like you. I really wouldn't. Even with all the therapy, I don't believe that I would have had the strength and the, and the faith to leave had I not had your warmth and your kindness and your compassion. Like there's power in that. We minimize warmth. We minimize kindness. Mm. We minimize compassion. Like, oh, that's just for sissies. Yes, I said the word sissies. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Seriously, we don't look at the value, but look at warmth, 
kindness and compassion got me to leave a very toxic, abusive relationship. If you don't think that's powerful, then I don't know what your definition of power is, right? And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the chance to be happily married like I am today. I wouldn't have had the, the chance to change my life in a completely new course where I, I was able to find and marry the man of my dreams. Had I not had your warmth and your kindness and compassion for understanding my vulnerability. Yeah, so along with the, the, the new way of vulnerability is a strength and we should look at it as a strength. We also need to look at empathy and compassion as being a strength and in be, and and being extremely powerful because they are and and they're not respected as much as they should in this culture that we live in right um in other cultures let's say aboriginal cultures empathy and compassion is actually respected right that's why they're happier yeah the mothers the grandmothers of the tribe like that's their role and they wouldn't be able to survive without having empathy and compassion for each other because you know, this, this world can be tough. Like that's, that's just the way it is. Even if you're living in a tribe, things can be tough. I'm sure, you know, you have different problems. You, you have, you don't have issues with, you know, the new operating system on your computer, but maybe you had a bad day hunting that day and you didn't catch anything and there's no dinner. I mean, there, we, we all, we always have stress, right? And so the only way to get through it is by getting through it together. And that is, by sharing with each other, by showing vulnerability, by not hiding it, and by giving empathy and compassion to each other. Well, I'm really glad you bring up empathy because I want to read this Brene Brown quote that I love of what she says about empathy. She says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three ingredients to grow exponentially, secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in the Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. Mm. And if you think about it, the main, I, I believe one of the main causes of suffering is shame. It's one of the main things that cause us to feel so much pain. We believe there's something wrong with us. We believe we are wrong. We believe that we're unlovable. We believe that we're, that we're unworthy. But how do we cure those beliefs? How do we heal that? And here's, I want to bring this up too, because why do we believe that? Why, why do we believe that we're unworthy? Why? I think it's because we think that we're the only one feeling this, 100%. right? The truth is everybody's feeling it. They're just showing it in different ways. And most people are putting on a fake show right? So you see everybody's fake show to the world on social media, let's say, and, and you think, oh, man, I'm the only one that's feeling these, let's say, negative emotions or sadness or unworthiness or unlovableness, right? No, we all got it in some form. We're just kind of masking it, hiding it, not talking about it because we're not being vulnerable, right? We're not. It's not cool to do that. I saw this one thing that some organization did in New York, and I thought it was so cool. It was a story that I saw on some, I can't, I can't remember what media outlet I saw it on, but they, 
it was a group of people that got together and they just, I forgot what they called it. I think they called it vulnerability something, vulnerability challenge or something like that. And they got a bunch of people, like 20 people to sit in chairs along the sidewalk. And they had signs that said, sit down and have a talk with me or something. And they were instructed to have people sit down and say, how are things going for you? Or what's something that is bothering you? And people were opening up left and right. And you should have seen that the, the people, after they would sit down and have these talks with people, they felt so much better. And all they were doing is, is talking about what's bothering them or what what's getting to them or what, what's been hurtful recently. And the other person didn't give them any advice, didn't say anything about what they should do. They just listened. And they just gave him a hug. And it was so healing. Like, that's what we need to be doing with each other. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I know that it, being in the coaching industry, you know, we're taught so many tools and so many processes. And I've been very humbled, as you know, friend, because you've had an earful of me discovering this, that the best value I know I can give clients is my empathy and listening. It's the best, it's, it's one of the best gifts. It makes more of an impact than any process and any tool that I've been taught because it's what so many of us are starving for. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, how could you start using vulnerability? How could you, how can you start really embracing this? Well, first it's, it's about finding someone safe that you could start opening up to and being vulnerable with. And the more that you give yourself permission to be vulnerable and real about what's bothering you, what's your thorn on your side? What, what do you wake up, you know, worrying about? What do you go to bed wondering about what's on your mind and heart? You know, who knows about it? Who do you know in your life? It could be a safe place for you to share because you're also giving them a gift too. Because I find with the people who call me or reach out to me with their pain, those are the people that I feel more safe myself to reach out to when I'm hurting. Right. So know that like, like friend, you'll call me when you're hurting and I can be there for you. And then I know that I can call you when I'm hurting and you could be there for me. Like no, yeah. no, no doubt at all. And I find yeah. that the more that we practice vulnerability because it is like a practice of being real the the more liberated we feel and the more like you said we're we're starting to actually experience love now because i think yeah. the problem the problem isn't that we're in so much pain the problem is that we're taught to numb the pain like you said life is hard yeah. life is painful 2500 years ago buddha said life is painful yeah. You know, it still is 2,500 years later. So we, we can't avoid that. There's no, that's, that was yeah. a hard pill for me to swallow when I was really, you know, brainwashed in a lot of the self-help groups that I was involved in, because there was this secret wish I had that life wouldn't have to be so painful. But what ironically happened is when I finally embraced that, yeah, life's hard. Life's pain. We grow old. We lose people we love. We have grief. We have dreams. It'll come true. Like that happens. But how can we enjoy this crazy journey? How can we get the most out of it? Is by being real, is by being open, by being honest, by being vulnerable. That's the juice 
not the repression that we were taught. No, we're 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 taught like not only to, to to numb it, but like you said, to to repress it, to keep it secret, right? Yeah. To keep it within because we've been shown that when we show it, we are judged. That happens so much in in our culture. I wanted to go back to one thing that you said, which was, you know, you you really give the other person a gift when you allow yourself to be vulnerable with with someone who you know that it's safe with, who's going to give you compassion and empathy. Because when that person is able to listen to you and give you compassion and empathy, you're giving them a chance to give love, right? And And if you've ever done that for someone, if you've ever shown someone compassion and empathy, and shown them love, you know what that feels like. It feels good within you. You get something out of it too, right? This is not, this is not you just, you know, falling on the sword and like giving everything you have and getting nothing in return. No, when you show empathy and compassion, you, you have that gift of being able to give love and that, that fills you up and fulfills you more than anything. This is really just going back to our nature as human beings. We've, we've gotten so far away from our nature with industrialized society and with technology. And we need to go back to our roots as humans. We need to go back to being there for each other, being vulnerable, being real, not hiding things and loving each other. That's all for this episode of Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice. And we hope you found a new way to look at living a life of freedom, happiness, and fulfillment. For more ways to understand yourself and those around you, be sure to visit us online at understand.me. Until the next episode, we look forward to helping you live your true voice.